This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Jessie. And this is Glowing, Glowing in tech, tech, powered by Coding Back Females. So today we're super excited to have the one, the only, Tanya Powell. Hello. She is the co-CTO of Coding Black Females. So yeah, Tanya, how are you doing? And tell us a bit more about yourself. I can't take you serious right now, Amber, and you're going to make me laugh at this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and compose myself. <laughs> I've already forgotten your question. Can you say it again? <laughs> sure. So can you tell us more about what you're doing at Coding Black Females? Yeah, so I am the co-CTO. There's two of us. I'm very lucky I can share responsibility with people. So I look after training, because we do a bunch of training courses, all the technology that we use to build the systems to help us do the training courses, and any other crazy ideas that are coming along in the future. I get to be in charge of technology for that. And also just randomly brainstorming ideas. I'm like, we should do a hackathon. Sure, we should do blah, blah, blah. Do you like supper clubs? Sure, let's make it a CPF thing. You know, I get to... um, live my best creative life at the moment which is also fun yeah so combining the creativity with the technical I know that you've put a lot of work into designing CBF Fest mm-hmm. and what that's going to be like can you tell us a little bit more about that about CBF Fest it's yeah. going to be two days of technical talks workshops networking vibes fun times basically two days of black women talking about technology and I'm so super excited and we're ending it with an after party in East London, which they've let me be in charge of, Amazing. which means it's going to be donuts, food, drinks, bright colours. Can't wait. And after CBF Fest finishes, all of the material, all of the like lessons and workshops will be available online? They will be. So any ticket holder will have access to, maybe not all of the workshops, if they sign up for a workshop, they have access to the material, um, the recordings, but all of the talks maybe some exhibition booth videos that might be going on because different companies are coming along. We're going to have like UBS, AWS, others that I've completely forgot are coming mm. along to do like little exhibition booths, talk about um, their recruitment, if they, if they have any open roles at the moment or if they have any new learning tools. I know AWS have got a bunch of new learning tools that they want people to learn about. So we're going to be talking about that a lot, which is exciting. Yay. Very exciting. So where did your technical journey begin? So technically, it officially began 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It will actually be 10 years next month. We started off with, oh, maybe I should do it. Maybe I should sign up for it. And I'll tell you the 10 point I I decided, yes, I'm definitely going to do it. I went to Jamaica to see my grandma Mm -hmm. and... What I didn't realise is when I was on the flight there, she got sick and ended up in the hospital. So I literally jumped off the plane and went straight to the hospital. The next morning, went back and I was like, she's like, oh, tell me what's new with life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm thinking of retraining and becoming a software engineer. And she had a really sly look in her face. And I was like, what's that sly smile about? I'm like, grandma, she's like, you know, I don't know what a software engineer is, Daniel, but... 
I've always known that you were put on this earth to solve problems and to fix things. Mm. And I was like, fight back for tears, fight back oh, for tears. That is so cute. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm definitely going through this because I was thinking about it. I'd already signed up and was accepted, but I was still like, I don't know. I don't know what I've signed up for. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm like, should I be doing this? But her saying that, I was like, mm-hmm, definitely. The next day she fell into a coma and died two days later. Aww. And I was like, if I don't do this for myself, I have to do it for this woman because she's already proud of me and I haven't even started yet. Mm, I was nice. like, yeah, okay. I was like, we're doing this, we're doing this. We're going to do a master's degree in software engineering. And I've never seen a line of code before in my life. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. What were you doing before? So I used to work in TV. So my bachelor's is in media production. So it was a lot of, um, I did a bit of electrical engineering, which was fun. I got to play about with wires and trying to build TVs, which was interesting. But I did a lot of post-production work at uni, a lot of podcast editing, strangely enough, mm. and visual effects. And after that, I went and worked in post-production for a little bit. Mm. The company went bust. So I was like, oh, great. Now I've got to find a new job. I went and worked in the BBC for a little while doing scheduling then my team got moved to the UK TV side so I was to work on like Dave and Gold and I was to put together the schedules all the adverts and the sponsorship so apologies to anyone who watches like Dave and this is seven minutes of adverts because <laughs> it'll be someone like me like I've got to make up seven minutes of dead time more adverts more random things because I have to finish at this particular time every single day yeah of course few years of doing that the great thing about that job was I had a tv on my desk and we had access to all of the broadcasting for <laughs> hours. so if I had missed anything interesting this would have been BBC3 before they went um to be online only and they were still had a tv channel so I'd be like it's 9 30 let's catch up on family guy from the <laughs> night before so I used to be on back on time every day because I was like I have a routine of Jeremy Carl this morning, whatever was on Channel 5, <laughs> whatever was on BBC 3 from the night before, it was really bad. And because I was so fixated on watching watching TV, I was unaware of the problems we actually have with the system. They took away the TVs. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? Work all day? <laughs> like, what is this? And as soon as that happened, I'm like, this system we're using is terrible. Everything's inefficient. What is this? So I remember speaking to my team lead and I was like, so many problems. We should try and fix this. Mm. And I had like a list of my issues. Because I did, it was so bad. I didn't even realise that only half a team could use the system at a time. Because oh, I was wow. so like, I was like, yeah, it's your, that time the team, you do your stuff. I've got stuff to watch, right? I've got stuff to watch. So when it was like, so what do I do with half my time? Like, I don't, what, what? So she, um, when she realised, because I was the youngest person on my team as well. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you've got ideas to fix things. I'm like, yeah. I, was like, I see problems and inefficiencies everywhere. And she's like, do you want to uh, share being team lead with me? And I was like, huh? Wow. What does that mean? I was like, sure. So I've got to occupy this extra timeline I have during the day. <laughs> sure. And then um, we were having communication issues with IT support mm-hmm. with all the issues we were having. And I'm somewhat impatient. And I'm like, I don't want to speak to you anymore, IT support. Put me through to people who can actually make changes. And they're like, 
no. And I was like, no, do it. Do it now. Um, I'm fed up with this. This is ridiculous. They put me through to the developers. I didn't know what they were, who they were. Mm-hmm. Right. So I come in walking one day in the meeting with them with my spreadsheet of problems. And I'm like, we have all these problems. Fix them. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, I've been Googling things. I've been on this website called Stack Overflow. And they said because of this issue, and they're like, how did she get the Stack Overflow? <laughs> and I'm like, because I just Googled the error messages that I'm seeing. And the error messages were so bad. It was just blatant Java error messages mm. that you see on the server side. We could see that on the client. Mm. And I'm like, I'm Googling it. And this website called Stack Overflow says that if you do blah, 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 it will fix it. I'm giving you the solution. Fix it. And they were like, would you like to come and sit with us like once a week and we can go through these issues and make sure you're happy with them? And I was like, mm-hmm, sure. Because I was like, it gets me out of the office as well. <laughs> so I did that for, oh, I want to say like six months to a year. So I was their unofficial BA, QA, random person just giving them snacks that they're fixing my bugs. <laughs> and then one of them said to me, you're a very logical person. Have you ever thought about being a dev? And I was like, nah, it looks really boring what you do. And I'm like, I don't want to be doing this boring stuff. Like, it's not for me. And he was like, mm, fair enough. I went home that night and started Googling what a developer is. I saw how much they could earn. I was like, you know what? Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I should become a software developer. <laughs> I went Googling like courses and stuff. I was like, Mm-hmm. I remember when boot camps was just starting out and I saw the price of a boot camp I was like no not for me and then I was like and I started looking at like statistics in the industry I was like oh there don't seem to be many black people in this industry mm. and already had having a bit of a record experience and know that people don't take us serious they're like oh you, we have, always have to go above and beyond which frustrates me Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm going to retrain and I don't have a bachelor's in this area and I'm not paying these boot camp prices, or if, I'm really, if I have to pay anyway, what can I do differently? And I was like, I'm going to do a master's in this. Wow. And I found a part time master's at the University of Westminster. So I was like, great, I can pay for this out of pocket. I can still work full time, study part time. And I just signed up to do a master's. I was like, by the end of this, I'm going to have extra letters after my name. So people can start taking me serious. And I remember when I got onto the course and in my first few weeks, they did, none of the students took me serious because they all had their bachelor's in computer science. Mm. And they're like, oh, we know what we're talking about. Like, you've never seen code. And a few of them said, oh, you're going to drop out soon. They actually said it to my face and I'm like, I'm very stubborn. You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> like, all you're doing is giving me the motivation to stay here. I'm like, cool. Fine, fine, fine. I got a merit. Wow. Woo. I was a few marks from the distinction and I was like, hmm, who was going to fail this course? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who was going to drop out? Like, who was going to drop out? I'm like, who was helping you with your last project? Mm-hmm. It's me, the person without the bachelor's degree in this area. How dare you? How dare you? I was like, I will never let you forget this because I'm stubborn and I'm mean and I'm unforgiving at times. <laughs> so after that, I still didn't like coding. So imagine I've got a master's in this area and I was like, I don't think I like this. I don't want to do this all day, every day. I don't think it's for me. I procrastinated for months trying to even get a job. Because all I did was um, 
a lot of C sharp and a lot of C plus plus, and I was like, mm. I, I couldn't see the practical elements. Like, what would I do in the real world with yeah. all of this? And I, I was like, mm, I need guidance. I didn't have a community by me. I was just like, I'm in this by myself. And then I started going to some meetups, some women in tech meetups, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I remember going to a um a mobile development workshop and I like, got it straight away and I was like oh my god this is fun because I started doing more creative stuff with it and I was like okay maybe it's time to start applying for jobs at this time I was now in my late 20s and I'm like uh I'm going to be doing science as a junior with these bunch of idiots who just graduated from uni and like they're not going to know anything and everyone's going to assume that I don't know anything about life because I'm starting with like 20 year olds which happened because I went on a graduate scheme at an mm. online gambling company. Mm-hmm. And they quickly realised that, oh, she, she's got a working experience because we can't take the piss out of her the way we could take the piss out of everyone else. <laughs> and I'll constantly be like, oh, really? I'm like, HR is just above. They'll say things to me. I'm like, HR is just fair. Do you want to repeat that? They can hit. I'm like, what? I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I, know my, I know my rights. This is not my first job. <laughs> Not my first full-time job, but so we quickly realised that, mm-hmm. okay, we can't take the piss out of here. Yeah. The way we can take the piss out of other people, which was good because the next round of graduates, they weren't, we were the first round as well. Yeah. They never had graduates before. And we were the first lot, the next lot had it easier. And they actually put me in charge of the next round of graduates, which was really interesting. I had to give them their own it has to come together every Friday to work on a project and I was their project manager and I was like, yes. Oh, that's really cool. That was, that was really cool. But when I was on the graduate scheme, because at this point I'm like, so like oh, I don't think I like this closing thing. I don't know if I want to do this. I was able to go into different teams in the company and hey, I don't gamble either. Like gambling is like, just not for me. Yeah. I don't. And no. It was strange. I was building like slot machine games, poker games, whatever. Can't gamble at all. If you ask me as a user to do it, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> but I was able to go to different teams to spend several months with them. So I was on a slots machine game, a bingo team. I was on a team that made um, before back end for front ends were an official thing. We were making back end for front ends. Mm-hmm. So it's to connect the games because it could be external games to the rest of the platform. Mm-hmm. I did straight up um Backend making a bunch of APIs for several months, bit of data warehouse, and I saw that <laughs> I liked the games bit because the team was crazy. They were just a bunch of creative nut jobs. And I was like, these are my people. I'm comfortable with you. Like, it's insane. And then I went to a front end team, and these were my people because they were just nuts. They were just there all day singing their seats, making up random songs to help them get through the day. If you ever looked at like the variable and function names, I was oh my like, mm-hmm, my people, my people, <laughs> crazy. I love you. I was like, I want to stay here forever. But then I went on another team and like, no, can you come back? Can you come back and help us rewrite an entire framework for our games? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll come back. And then teams started fighting for me. Ooh. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yep. Because they're like, she's got the technical skills, but she's got the domain knowledge of the rest of the company. Oh, and because I you went... So I went around yeah. and I n- understood really quickly how each different part of the company, what they did and how they worked together. Mm-hmm. Because I've always come from the user perspective. Like, 
how do you communicate? I'm very like, how do you collaborate? How do you communicate? I'm, I don't like to be like siloed, like we just do this and this only. Like, how does this affect you? Yeah. How does that bit work together? Like put it up. I want to see the jigsaw all together. Don't give me that little bit, little bits of the puzzle. I want to see it all. So I've always been like that. So teams were like, we, we like this, Baylor. Like this, keep her. Do you want to come back to our team? I'm like, no. Nah. I want to go to this team. I'm like, yeah, we'll make space for you. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. Like, I'm getting options. That's very cool. Yeah. And so when did you find your role? When did you find that you weren't growing in that role anymore? And when, how did you make the decision to move on to something else? So I was in the front end team for maybe three years at that point. And so that team... Before I started, they were using the very first iteration of React. Yes. Yeah, like the very, very first iteration of React. So they were quite innovative and they would be in contact with Facebook. And that got me excited. I'm like, maybe making brand new, exciting things. By the time I left, I was like, oh, this, and everyone knew, like, this code base is now quite, this is real legacy stuff. Mm. Considering that people, when I left, still, React still wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah. But when we started, React Router wasn't a thing, so we had to create our own routing system. Um, everything, it was literally a single page. So we're like, oh, well, we can't just have a single page with a thousand games, you know, it doesn't work like that. So we had to create our own underlying systems and then I'd be like, right, we can't connect to APIs, with too many APIs. Uh, uh, uh. Let me create a backend for front end. But then we started with, repeating all of that and I'm like okay maybe it's time for me to go because now I just starting to repeat mm. all of that again I've been here for too long it's time for me to it's time for a new challenge so then I left there I went to an e-commerce which was interesting because they were like we want to build a whole new platform because we are going to be going to a new market we're going to be launching in the EU and our current platform is not scalable so we want a new team based in the EU to create a whole new system. Like we started making our little microservices, but we want you all to do the front end and also the middleware. And the middleware is going to be all in GraphQL. So like front end, React, TypeScript, middleware, GraphQL. And for those that don't know, what, what is middleware and what's the purpose it of it? It is the, literally the, the communication bit in the middle. So there was about... Uh, 16 microservices mm-hmm. to do with payment accounts um anything user-centric oh my god keep looking it's <laughs> <laughs> good to talk in my hands and because it has so many different microservices and we're like we want this system eventually to be able to we want the front multiple front ends of different brands and different products we need something in the middle that each brand each product that front facing product can communicate with. So they don't have to directly communicate with all the different microservices. Mm-hmm. So we had to create that middle bit. Cool. Which was fun because GraphQL was just coming out of it and we're like, great, new challenge. Got something brand spanking new. And I was like, oh, and I was the only person on my team who had experience with a typed language as well. Mm-hmm. So everyone else on my team was just pure JavaScript. And I'm like, type language. Got this, got this. Your background in Java, background, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I know type languages. I've got this. So anytime I do a pull request and I'll see they would use any, I'm like, we can't accept any type. No, 
It's supposed to be a string. It's supposed to be this. Make your own type if you have to. And for those who don't know, what is a type's language? So type language is you defining if something, if your parameter or your function or your um, variable, mm-hmm. if it's going to be a particular data type, so a string, an integer, a double, a float. So it's those last That's three. Java. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not just Java. Oh, sorry. sorry um, I'm getting confused. Sorry. So Java is a type language. So C sharp, C plus plus, um, TypeScript, Java, make Go, many many those code types. I don't know, but many other, but predominantly server side languages are typed. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you have to know if you're gonna be having gonna have a string, an integer, a double, a float. Those last three are number types. Yeah, um, an array. If it's an array, isn't it? What type of array? An array of strings, an array of numbers you have to define it and if you don't it's not going to compile it's going to be like we don't know what we're supposed to be doing with this mm-hmm. am i supposed to be adding two numbers together or am i supposed to be concatenating two strings together what are you asking me to do mm-hmm. javascript's a more forgiving language i'm gonna be like i'll make it up you haven't told me i'll make it up which is also dangerous yeah because you know it's happened to me and i'm like one plus one equals two no, it's 11. Yes. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, I miss typed languages because <laughs> I could just say it's supposed to be two numbers, well, not two strings or whatever you think it's supposed to be JavaScript. What do you think the benefits of using a typed language is? Just that. So you can define and tell the system. Computers are stupid, right? <laughs> they, they are stupid. They follow your instructions. Yeah. So with a typed language, you can be very, um, you can be very, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Or direct, you could say exactly what it is that you want. Like, I want to put two numbers together. Not two fractions, not two decimals, two whole numbers. If you then say, I now want to put two fractions together. I want to put two decimals together. Because computers are stupid. Don't give them the autonomy. <laughs> if yeah. you can, unless you can train, you've got the time to train it. Try your best not to give it the autonomy because... That's how the bugs happen. That's how the bugs happen. <laughs> exactly. Because I've had it in production where I'm like, oh, I'm just adding two numbers together. And then I'm looking and I'm like, oh my God, I've, it, it, I'm like, what have I done? Yeah. And I'm handling money at this point. And I'm like, oh, mm. oh no. This person now thinks that they have millions in their account <laughs> because it's concatenated two strings and I thought it was two numbers. No. And I'm like, it's 7.30 on a Friday night. I have to fix it now. Is someone around to approve this PR? Yeah. Because I'm going to cost the business money. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, please give me, I'm like, type languages. I see your benefits. I see your benefits. So did you then have to advocate it for the team and, and you know, make sure that that was what they were using? No, so lucky when I moved to the e-commerce, they had already made that decision. Mm-hmm. And I had never done front end with a type language, front end with type with React and typed. So like that. I was like, huh? What? So I guess I'm going to learn today, right? Yeah. And I did, it was, it was fine. It worked out because we were able to make our own custom types as well, which does help a lot. And so now, how did you go from working in this career to now joining Code of App Females? What was the journey there? So, so, so I joined um, Code of App Females years ago, just as a community member. And I remember the first time I met Charlene, the mm-hmm. CEO, we were... Maybe it's like five of us in the room. We were in Moo. I'll never forget because I came in late and 
there were people talking about the different projects they were working on and different things they wanted to build. And I was just sat in the corner late. I didn't have a laptop out. I was just snacking, <laughs> just snacking. And someone was talking about something they wanted to build. And I was like, oh, you can just do blah, 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 blah. And I got up, went to a whiteboard and started whiteboarding. Oh, and Charlene was as like, you do. Yeah, so as you do. Cool. As you do. Right? And Charlene looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? What is this? And then I think I for a little while because I was um, sick. And then at the end of 2019, when I finally got some medication, I was like, yeah, I can start living my normal life again. I went to the um, end of year 2019, like Christmas special. And I just got a new job. I was like, I'm excited. I got a new job. I've got new meds. I can move. I can live a normal life again. Because I haven't lived a normal life in like two years at this point. And I'm sat at the back. And I remember two other community members said, when Charlene asks who's got good news, you get up and speak to the mic now. And they looked at me, both with different angles. They both turned and looked at me and went, get up. <laughs> uh, I will have to get up and say something at some point. So when it was open mic, he go up and speak. I was like, oh, they're not going to let me just sit here. I was like, cool. I'll get up and say something. I have no idea what I said at all. And I walked away. And Charlene was like, what are you doing in a few weeks? Do I go to Birmingham and deliver a workshop? And I was like, what did I just say? To that? <laughs> yes. I, was like, I don't know what I said. I'm like, a workshop on what? Uh, just introduction to um, HTML and CSS. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll make something up. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where is this going to be? A hair and beauty exhibition. I'm like, what? Hair and beauty? I was like, fine, I'll make something up. So then... I wasn't responding to Charlie's messages for ages. I had, I still hadn't made something up. So in the morning of going there, I'm on my laptop on the train. I'm like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you're concentrating. I'm like, yeah, I'm making something up right now. I'm making up a workshop right now. She's like panicking. I'm like, I've got this. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Don't calm down. Be fine. The workshop was fine. It was completely amazing. Aww. It was completely amazing. I was like, see, nothing to worry about. We got some, like people built something. They got some. They got stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. It was great. But on the way there, she was talking about potentially doing a boot camp and she's like we're gonna need people to write this and do that and blah 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 and I looked at her and went okay good luck with that <laughs> and she was like what I was like yes yeah, that's like a lot of work good luck it, you'll be fine and then she was like okay I guess she doesn't want to be any part of it so a few months later we were in the pandemic at this point I was at home I remember it was a Thursday night I was playing Animal Crossing I get a phone call. Uh, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, okay, Animal Crossing. Do you, do you want to um, earn some extra cash? Do you want to write a JavaScript course? Uh, yeah, okay. But how long do I have? Two weeks. I'm like, oh God, Charlie. We wrote a boot camp in like two weeks. And it turned into the Black Hoda boot camp. Oh, Which has now trained plenty, lots plenty, and lots of women. Plenty of women. So we're in our full-time jobs. Or running this boot camp, mm-hmm. and this, I would go to classes to begin with just to help out. Because we write so quickly, I was curious. I'm like, do they understand the material? Do I need to make any changes? Because I'm always so user focused. Yeah, I'm like, I want to see how they react. React, I love that. <laughs> how do they react to the material we are giving them? Mm. So I would go there. I'll see them. I'll go 
afterwards I'll be like tweaking for the next session. I'm like, okay, if I didn't understand this, let me change this. Or the language is too complex. Let me simplify it a little bit. Let me use a different example. And at this point, I started putting more cultural examples because it's black hoser, right? So I'm like, yeah. I can start using references to our culture to help them understand it a little bit better. So it'd be simple examples like break down how you cook rice. Right? Like, what? 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 Yeah, because we all cook rice slightly differently. Mm-hmm. But we all cook rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And it can help you understand how to break down a task. And you don't think about like, how many steps it takes to do that. But when we're writing functionality, we've got to think about how many steps it takes to write this particular feature. That's how we write functions. So if we, I was like, let me tweak the course material as I'm going along to add more cultural references, simplify the language, more examples, et cetera, et cetera. So as I'm starting to go to more sessions, I'm getting to know them more. I'm turning up more and more. And they're getting more used to me. They're used to me being there in my pyjamas, in my dressing gown, on Zoom. It's being recorded. I'm like, whenever I'm here now, right? And then Charlene called me. She's like, can you run the rest of the bootcamp? Can you just run the sessions? I'm like, to do what? Like, we've got to build projects. We don't know what projects we're going to do. Can you get them to build a full stack application in like seven weeks? Yeah, cool. Got it. 40 students they all built full stack applications in seven weeks. And I'm like, yeah, we can make this happen. We can make it happen. It'll be fine. And at this point, she's like, I'm thinking about going full time, like quitting my day job to go full time with coding black females. And as I say, I'm like, that sounds amazing. Good luck with that. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 you're coming with me. Yeah. I'm like, what? Quit stability? Quit stability? And she's like, yeah. She's like, if I'm going, you're coming with me. I love that. And I'm like, uh, what? She's like, mm-hmm. She's like, I know you've got a big project out back at the moment. Let me know when it's been, when it's delivered so that you can hand in your notice like the day after. I'm like, I'm like, I've got a mortgage to pay. I don't know if I can do this. And I'm scared. I'm talking to people. And they're like, what's the options here? What are you talking about? Why are you always in your head? Get out of your head. Do it. Do it did it and here we are oh that's so nice that is amazing (laughs) it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com